you know, the best price for brunch is, is Rainy Street. Like, oh, yeah. You're going to get that? fucking Manmosa at, at, at Bangers. <laughs> Bangers, yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't been there, man. I've been oh, meaning Jesus. to go there and like my cousins from Mexico because they do like all the like the videos on Facebook to make it look really badass. Like whenever we go there, we got to go. And I'm like, bro, I actually haven't even been there. Like they send me all these cool things in Austin that I don't even know about. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Thinking Twice, a post-grad life podcast from a multicultural lens. I am your host, Jesus Aleman, and I, you know, I got some updates for everyone. I'm going to go ahead and start the show with some updates because, uh, you know, I just want to let you guys know what's up with me and what's going on with my life. But uh, uh, so I moved to Austin. Big news. Yeah, I moved to Austin. The, the podcast headquarters now is in Austin, Texas. I moved out here. I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give grad school a try. So I'm excited, and, and and I'm pumped. So if you guys are in the Austin area, you guys want to do a, a podcast show? Let me know. I'm down. I'm always down here. There's a lot of great people here in Austin. Uh, it's it's fun. It's I, I right in time because the Houston humidity was was coming down. I mean, it, the the last few weeks I was in Houston, it was just raining like nonstop, and you know. Uh, Austin's good though. Austin's chill. It's it's hot as fuck too, but it's you know no humidity. I can handle it. It's it's good. Um, yeah. So this episode uh, we're discussing side hustles part three. Really great episode. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. I think everyone uh, could get something out of it. I don't know, but uh, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Before we begin, uh, make sure you guys all y'all you guys are. Um, Following us on Instagram, on Twitter, at thinkingthenumber2pod, at thinkingthenumber2pod. DM us some topics. Send us your 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 ideas. Let's do it. Let's 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 get together. Let's cl- let's collab. I know I've been pumping out like an episode a month. I'm, I want to get in a better uh, cadence, a better rhythm for y'all. But uh, we'll see. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be working because I'll be in grad school. So maybe maybe I'll have uh, more time and and uh pump more episodes out for y'all but anyways let's get into the episode this is side hustles part three with jose mena all right ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the show to thinking twice the one and only the jose mena how's it going guys it's a beautiful day in austin a little thursday pregame for friday saturday and sunday friday junior cheers 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 beautiful day well jose Good to have you here, and uh, thank you. This is my second week here in Austin. How are you liking it? Uh, I'm loving not having the humidity. I feel like it's still humid out here. I don't Dude, know what y'all are used to in it Houston. Is, but. It feels great. I went on a run <laughs> earlier today. I, yeah. I, I ran two miles, not to brag or anything. Like, yeah, two miles. No, no, no. But honestly, like I was, I was running around. The sun, the sun was going down. It was like around eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Sun was still out at eight o'clock. By the yeah. way, yeah. Having a great time and it just felt good. Didn't mind the hills. I just like no humidity. I'm like, this is great. This is beautiful great. weather. I love. Um, it's funny. I love the hills here in Austin. In Dallas, you're not used to that. There's you know completely flat in Austin or in Dallas. But when yeah. you move here, like if you run through the terrain here, which we live in Hyde Park, if um, anybody knows Austin, you go up and down. Like you're mm-hmm. if you're running uphill, you're gonna feel that run, and it's it's amazing. It's, I like it. You, you know, you push yourself a little bit further. I, you know what? And I forgot about the hills. That's why my fucking bike is broken. <laughs> uh, I forgot about the hills, uh, but you know what? It is. It is what it is. I'm, I'm 
happy to be back in Austin and uh, hanging out with you. And you live in my neighborhood. Yeah, so. I live um, down the street. Literally, I was trying to run by your neighborhood. I ran by your neighborhood like two streets down the other day. But yeah. you apparently were eating wings and didn't want to run. I'm, you know what? I'm a fan of <laughs> I had to, I had to get some pluckers. It's like you know when you're craving something, you're like you know what? I'm gonna, I, to I'm gonna go. It. I'm gonna get it. And you went a mile and a half to go get it. I that's how I knew. You burned all the calories. You were hungry when you got. You home. know what? I was like, if I, if I was like, no, nah, I probably shouldn't get it. I'm gonna feel fat afterwards. And I was like, you know what? If I walk it back, <laughs> it's it's like I kind of didn't have. I like did not have that meal. Like it it's it pe- works out. It's PEMDAS dog <laughs> cancels out. That's math. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jose. Let's uh, let's introduce everybody to. Everyone who doesn't know you, I know we met in college uh, mm-hmm. a little bit before I graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's let's start with uh, you know where you're from, uh, your alma mater, what you made your minor, and the career field that you're in right now, and and your role. Damn, that's like eight fucking questions. Um, but let's already, see. I'll start let's with go. a little introduction. Jose, uh, 25, turning 26 this year, past the first quarter of my life. Hopefully, I don't know, maybe first third. Who knows? Um, from Dallas. Moved to Texas State, San Marcos, um, after being in community college, three years. Got my degree there. Moved to Austin, got a job at Dell. Been here for around a year and a half. Um, I got here right when the pandemic started. And I feel like things are just opening up in Austin, getting ready to enjoy It feels the... like it's been opening up a while now. <laughs> right, we're in Texas. <laughs> I don't think I've worn a mask out here because no one like... Like no one's there to yell because I forget sometimes. Yeah, and no one yells at me. Everyone's like, "That's cool." But uh, what did what did you major in, and what uh, do you do? So I majored in finance. Um, graduated twenty nineteen. Moved to um, Austin. Got a job at Dell a couple months after I graduated. And it's funny, I actually didn't even want to work at Dell because it was a sales job. And I was like, I want you know, I want to be a financial analyst. I thought you were going to be a stock trader. Or yeah, something. You know, a lot of people had high hopes for me. I thought, and... <laughs> I thought you would have been in Bitcoin right now. Just... Honestly, I thought I was going to be a CEO, but Shit. you know, I I feel like I overshot a little bit. But I uh, interviewed for a sales job, and I actually was scheduled on a day where it was a back-to-back interview. First interview was Dell, thirty minutes, and then the next interview was a company. That's in Pittsburgh that uh, was for a financial analyst role. And I was getting ready for that. I was like, Dell, that's going to, you know, it's a throwaway. It's the sales job. You know, no one wants a sales job after college. Um, or at least that's a stigma. And um, I went over the, the interview with Dell for about like five, seven minutes. And I tried to join the link for the uh, financial analyst role after that. And they didn't pick up. I called them. No one answered. And I emailed them. And no one answered, and I was like, okay, that kind of sucks. And it was a job starting out like 40000 and I had to move to Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. I like Pittsburgh. I've never been. <laughs> never been. But I, I, did, I did watch the, uh, there's this movie, uh, She's Out of My League, and I think they're in Pittsburgh because they go to the Penguins game. Yeah, I have yeah. seen that. That's a really great movie. movie. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So so finance to... To uh, sales. To sales. And, and you were lucky to get a job straight out of college. Straight out of college. a lot of people don't. Like. Yeah, no. And I'm enjoying it. And I found out that um, I would have hated my life if I would have got a financial analyst role because I'm a social monster. Yeah. Not monster, but, you know, I like being a you're social like, you're person. You're a friendly guy. You're a friendly I'm guy. a friendly guy, but you're being stuck guy. at a computer looking at spreadsheets all day, not something I would want to do. 
and I got the job at Dell and I met some really good friends. I would say some really good best friends well, you, yeah. so far. And I'm just starting my career there, man. So I'm excited to see where everything goes. I'm liking Dell so far, working from home. That's good, man. Like Austin fits you. I mean, you got the tattoos. Yes. You got the chacos. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I, I got the chacos. But everyone, ha- everyone in Central Texas has the chacos. You got rivers everywhere. No, man, I got ugly feet, bro. I don't wear sandals, bro. No, no, no. You got, you got. You, got <laughs> you know what? We'll post some pictures. Of your we'll feet. post some pictures in here. We'll, let the crowd we'll let the decide. Crowd decide. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on to the next segment of the the podcast. Here, it's uh, current events. Current events. So let's okay. talk some current events. Uh, one thing I did want to talk to you was. Uh, the international soccer game of Mexico oh, versus <laughs> the great American team of North America, oh. the United States. Okay. Yeah. No, I have uh, some strong opinions. You about do. That you one. do. Cause, cause after we, we talked like right after the game <laughs> and you were giving me shit cause I, I'm a team USA fan. Yeah, no. Um, so I've always, you know, born and raised in the U S but you know, my parents are immigrants, and they taught me that my alma mater is Mexico. I know. And but, you <laughs> know, same here, same here, same here. I just got tired of them losing, man. Oh, yeah, it's a I hard mean, team to root for. I mean, so does the USA. They lose, but it's expected for Mexico to lose. Like, like I'm sorry. For, mm. Sorry, sorry. It's expected for the U.S. to lose. Okay, yeah. Right? Mexico gives me hope sometimes, and then when I when I when I'm there, it just they crush it, they man. Crush. I'm like, but I mean, you're you're used to it because you're a Cowboys fan. Oh, okay, come on, come on. <laughs> well, that's another subject, there, brother. <laughs> we don't want to get into this now. But you're used to like having high hopes and getting. I guess I am too with every fucking sport in Houston. Like, like they all let me down. Literally, yeah. Except I, the Rockets, they won twice. No. But but even then, like it was right in between the Michael Jordan era, like. You got three Pete, then you got the Rockets twice, the Rock, yeah, and then and then the the three Pete again, and everybody forgets about the f- what the fuck the Rockets. Everyone forgets about us. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I love Team USA, dude. I love Team USA soccer. I I do. I'm, I don't know what to say. And I, you know, I can't blame you for that. But as a guy who's rooted for Mexico in every game ever since I was a kid, and my dad, you know. He builds up the pride for Mexico. You're Mexican. This is what we excel at. This is that. You know, you can't go anywhere else. It's like, I don't know. Like, you're born and raised into it, and you have to cheer for them. And I'm going <laughs> to cheer for them my whole life until we win a World Cup because I feel like it's... Well, okay, hoping- so after they win the World Cup, you're, you're coming to the uh, yeah, U.S.? Yeah, I could go to the U.S. <laughs> after that. After, the, after that, I could go to the U.S. But until then, man, I'm going to root for that and not give up on them. Yeah. Because, and it's funny, man. Like, all these new players, I don't know recognize anyone because when my dad built me up it was like you know um you know uh bravo memochoa yeah. i mean he's still around he's you still know around, uh i mean chicharito was like closer to the later ones and yeah no like i all these new players it's crazy and it kind of makes me feel a little old i'm like dang like oh, we're all the oh, old dude. heads up oh, dude. I, I i feel like that with sports all the time like <laughs> i remember when i was 18 19 and i look at the screen at the drafts and i'm like oh you know he's a little older than me yeah and then i got closer to like 21 22 i'm like oh okay we were about to save and then now i'm like 29 and i'm looking at them and i'm 21 like 21 year old Ezekiel sure. Elliott's my age. Freaking Isn't that crazy? Like when you start like <laughs> now it's older, but look like, like Christian uh, or Pulisic, that dude's like 22, 21 dude winning fucking games, crazy. winning the fucking champions league and, yeah. and for Chelsea and then playing scoring a fucking game winning goal for the U S Yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Here's my thing. I bro. Uh, I was born and raised in the U S I, I, I love Mexico. 
Yeah. Recently, I've been trying to connect more with Mexico. Okay. It's just, I'm a guy that I'm going to root for my hometown, for my turf, right? I went, uh, I was born and raised in Houston. I, look, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. Not a big fan of the Dynamo. <laughs> That's the Houston MLS team. Yeah, yeah, I know. They won the, 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 the championship twice. First two years, they won it. After mm-hmm. that, they've been asked. Okay. I'm stuck with them. <laughs> although, although I just moved to Austin, so I might, you know what? I am going to root for the Austin FC. Yeah, no, Austin FC has a lot of potential, and they have a lot of hype built up around them. But, but because I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it because I'm living in in Austin right yeah. now, right? Uh, it's like you with the Cowboys. Like you didn't choose the Cowboys. The Cowboys chose you. They chose me, and it's funny. Like I look the back Mavericks, at, <laughs> the Mavericks, Rangers, the, the, stars, the stars. Yeah, they've all chose you. I can't. I can't choose. Like I, I, I got, I got the Astros, <laughs> the Rockets, Dynamo, Dash. Uh, when we used to have the comments, that's the WNBA team, yeah. four-time champion too. Uh, <laughs> I root for where I'm from, and, and I'm going to tell you, this might be a, a, a hot topic here. This might be a, this is a hot okay, take. Well, this ready. is a hot take. I got a Dos Equis in my hand. I'm you got a Dos <laughs> This, this hey, Dos Equis is cold, so I'm ready out. for the hot hey, takes. Hey, you're drinking a Mexican beer. I'm drinking an American IPA. <laughs> <laughs> no, but check this out. I love Texas more than anything. Oh, Come on, man. You got I, it. I have two tattoos and I'm ready to go. I, I rep Texas more than I will rep Mexico. Why? This is where I was born. Mm-hmm. This is where I was raised. This is all I know. So, obviously, Texas is part of the U.S. I got to cheer for the U.S. That's it. Back Now, back a few years ago when Clint, uh, Clint Dempsey was in the team. Oh, dude, I used to love it because he had his fucking Texas oh, tattoo, yeah. bro. That's so badass. And every time he would score a goal, he fucking, ha- he fucking shine it out. And I'm like. I used to get hyped, and now more Hispanics are joining the the U.S. Uh, men national team for the U.S. So I'm I'm, I'm more hype with them. Uh, I I do love Mexico. If I if I have a second national team, it's it's Germany. But <laughs> <laughs> Mexico's a close third though. It's Mexico's a close third. A close third. No, no, no. Mexico Mexico is definitely my second. Like I still watch the Mexico games. Okay. I just don't cheer as much because mm. U.S. Is, is is my hometown. You know. And that's how I feel like everyone, like, I have a cousin from California, and he's like, hey, do you like the Rockets? You know, do you like the Spurs? And don't get me wrong, I'm never gonna, like, if they're in the, you know, the finals of whatever, Texas Tech was in the finals, you know, uh, Houston's university was in the finals, this, that. Um, I'm gonna root for them. But at the end of the day, I'm 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 gonna root for everything Dallas. And then, like, even... So I didn't root for, for, for the UH. I'm from Houston. Mm-hmm. UH was in the fucking NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Final Four. Didn't root for them. Why? That's not my alma mater. I didn't uh, go okay, to UH. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I did not go to UH. I went <laughs> to fucking Texas State. Now, Baylor was a hot team, so I was like, Baylor might yeah, take it. Cool. But but I didn't, I didn't fucking rep Baylor. I didn't fucking... I, I look, dude. UH, I, you're indifferent. UH, UH is not my alma mater. It's mm-hmm. my hometown. I like it. I love. I like it. I don't I love, love it. it. You know, it's home. I love it. I love okay. home. I'm not gonna rep UH. That's not my. That's not my alma mater. Mm-hmm. Now I had a bro like uh, you know Eric. Yeah, Eric. You know Eric's like wow. Like UH is a is a like it's a Texas team. Let's root for oh, a Texas yeah. team. Yeah, I'll root for a Texas team. A good one. <laughs> the favorite <laughs> won it. <laughs> UH is not wasn't that great. I mean, they were good. They were good enough to get to the final four. These kids have incredible talent that I can't. Like, okay. I don't have that. I can't shoot a basketball. Mm-hmm. But me as a fan, 
Hey, that's what being a fan is criticizing. Guess what? They weren't that good. They weren't that good. They okay. weren't that good. They were better than most teams, but just not. No, that they good. just got an easy. They got an easy bracket. Yeah, no, and I look, see, I and that's why I kind of got sad whenever I got to Texas State and I figured out we were kind of booty at sports for the most part. Like for the you know for the sport, I hate to say it for the sports that do count, we were. Pretty um, fucking yeah, we weren't the best, we're, but we're, we're, we're still not. Baseball's, well, baseball's coming up. Baseball's coming basketball up. Basketball too. Basketball, we all, yeah, we were like this close to making this fucking, <laughs> March uh, Madness. March, March Madness. Yeah, no. But I get a little jealous when I see people at their college games and they're televised on ESPN. Everything you know, the whole United States could see it. And then we're like in the Sun Belt. And the Sun Belt, yeah. Like, no, what, it is. A, you know, are you wearing a Sun Belt? What is a Sun what Belt? Is, you know, that? take that shiny shit off. I don't know what that <laughs> shit is. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel that it's 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 always. I think that's why I get. I think that's why I used to get more drunk on tailgates. So I don't look at the <laughs> Don't look at SPN. I'm like, you know what? I don't go fuck, dude. We know we're going to lose. I'm just get fucking drunk at tailgate. Maybe that's why I did it. Yeah. Maybe. No, maybe you just had a problem. Now, Who knows? So going back to this, you know, rivalry between, I would say, same people, because we're both Mexican, but of like, course. I go for US, you go for Mexico. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny how when you get to college, like you grow up in Dallas, mm-hmm. right? Okay. In Dallas, you're like, we're all Texas teams. We're all we're all the same. Mm-hmm. You get to a college town, you meet someone from another city, and they're like, no, fuck the Cowboys. And I didn't know about that. I thought everyone in Texas went for the like. No, really? no one. In no, 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 no. It's funny. No, hear me out. Okay. I thought I remember hearing about the Texans, and I was like, dang, I feel so bad for that team because no one goes for them. Like, imagine being from Texas and being one of their fans, and no one goes for your team. And then I got to fucking Texas State, and everyone's like, fuck. Dallas, it's all about the Texans. Isn't and it I was crazy? Like, yes, I was like, I didn't even know Houston and Dallas had beef like that. It, it was. <laughs> it, it's not even that like serious, dude. Like, I, 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 I me being from Houston, mm-hmm. I definitely think it's one sided. I definitely think it's Houston who has a problem with Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dallas has a problem with Houston. Yeah, it's like everyone hates the guy that's better than them. No, and no, we, come on, <laughs> and now. we're ready to accept no, that. It's just, it's, 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 <laughs> right, look, I'm gonna tell you a situation. Look, Houston is a cool kid in school. Dallas, it's 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 the 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 kid, the cool kid, and the and younger and like in the younger grade, like mm, Houston's that's the coming fit, up. Like Houston's the, the 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 cool eighth grader. Dallas is like the cool sixth grader that just transferred that in just from trans- like Cali. Just got some fucking rocking tits. Well, you, well no, it, I'm, I'm imagining Dallas has a girl. You know, everyone okay. knows Dallas has the plastic surgery of like America, maybe, and things like that. You know, we're the blonde, but but it's but it's with everything because like even too, I remember when. Uh, when I, uh, yeah, like, like I, I, I definitely think like Dallas has, has been on the come up. It's always been on the come up. It might actually be, you know, level, level with Houston on, on everything, economy, finance, cost of living, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that Houston always saw it as a threat and I was like, you mm-hmm. know what? Fuck. You them. have to shut they, down the competition, man. They, they, they ain't us. But too, like, I mean, come on, dude. No, you got, yeah, you I got, got so Dallas, jealous. Fort, like Dallas, Fort Worth. Like you guys are cheating. Yeah. We got a whole ass other Metro. Another, and shit yeah, like like we just, it's, it's, it's us <laughs> in the suburbs, you know, yeah. y'all and Katie. And it's funny when I got to Texas state, it made me, you know, I always thought of Houston as Texas. I didn't think of it as another city or anything like that. Like anytime I heard, you know, SPM, DJ, I'm like, that's us. That's, all of Texas, but then I got the heat or to Texas Day in there. It's like, no, it's us. us. Fuck, Fuck Dallas. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, so, what? So like, I, okay, so this is just on toaster history. Yeah. And, and, and just a little bit before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, it was always Houston, mm-hmm. right? Mike Jones came out, Paul Wall, Slim Thug, all those dudes. 
towards 2009, 2010, mm -hmm. these kids from Dallas were making noise. You know, that's when the Dougie came out, the the paint job, the mm -hmm. Ricky Bobby, mm -hmm. the Darrow music. Yeah, like all these guys started coming out, and I was like, oh shit, like Dallas is a thing. I thought that mm -hmm. uh, that Dallas was just the armpit of Texas or like the forgotten <laughs> part. The South has culture, bro. I just feel like we're just overshadowed by Houston because there's so much more. I want to say so much more talent, but there's a lot more resources there and like people that have built their careers mm -hmm. up from there and Beyonce. like they're yeah exactly megan the stallion everybody that's like from ev like that people think of texas is from houston and La like Mafia. I said, La, Tahani, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. tahano music all of La that Mafia. the i mean like fucking selena's concert was yeah. at the astrodome right yeah one of the last ones yeah yeah i know so like she grew up in lake jackson too just down the street in one of the suburbs i would say corpus christi <laughs> <laughs> no but i like it, it, it but it, it you know at the end of the day it's all love like team usa is good mexico's all right is mm -hmm. all right uh yeah, but just just an explanation because like i know that like a lot of people especially like people like me get a lot of hate they're like you know you're mexican wearing my man's i can cheer for you eh? <laughs> but, but it's like i know but like this is my this is my home turf here yeah and i can't blame you for that i i mean i do blame you for that like, i mean I i'm stuck, a trash bro i stuck with them when team usa didn't qualify for the last world cup i stuck with them and I didn't. I was like, fuck the USA <laughs> motherfucker. Mexico all the and way. And they beat Germany. Mexico <laughs> yeah, beat Germany. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the... Oh, man. When Mexico beat Germany, it was such a badass experience. I was at Pluckers. Literally a wave of Mexicans when they made that first goal. And they beat the reigning World Cup champions from last year. We're like, this is our year. And I literally... I wanted to you bet really think, everything. Really I was that. willing to bet our house on Mexico winning the World Cup. Sheesh. Who won in Paris, right? Or uh, It France? was Paris. France. France, France yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on to the, the, the topic, the meaty topic okay. part of the... Um, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the, uh, the, the episode. So today we're going to talk about Side Hustles Part 3. Side Hustles. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Part 3. I know uh, earlier last year we talked with uh, Sammy on Mariachi. We talked to Felipe and thrifting. Mm -hmm. uh, we even talked to my buddy Deandrick about leather making, mm. but it was it was a different uh, episode. Okay, uh, but this is side hustles part three, and your 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 niche, your mm -hmm. your talent mm -hmm. right now as a as a finance major, mm -hmm. you decided to take on photography, of course. So let's talk a little bit about photography because that's that one, one. Let me let me tell you right now. Everyone's a photographer right now with an of iPhone. Of course, yeah. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But to to go out and 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 make something great, and you know, because you're getting to the point where now you're starting to be commissioned for this work. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this is incredible. Like this is from finance to art, you know. Oh yeah. So let's talk about this. How how did you discover? this passion for photography for taking pictures for mm. capturing the moment the kodak moment yeah no it's uh i'm not sure if anyone remembers but back in like 2014 through like 16 there was an app called photo with like three h's where you could capture mm. a gif okay and it was like um you could capture gif of people you know moving back and forth and i just saw people taking way better gifs and you know instagram was like i don't really care about that but i really enjoyed the aspect of like seeing people get different angles, 
different lights, different things to like make their get or their photos, gifts, whatever look way cooler. And I was like, man, I could do way better than them. And I started doing it and I wish I could go back and like save all the ones because I put a lot of thought into like all the like photos I put out. And yeah, that just inspired I mean like that on top of like my friend being into photography and showing me like all the other things you could do with photography, like long exposures, things you can't do with your phone, capturing the night sky, you know, capturing oh, yeah. motion, things like that. Like you said, everyone's a photographer nowadays because everyone has a camera in their hand, but they don't really know, like, I mean, I'm not trying to sound pretentious or like a gatekeeper. No, I, I, I understand. There's, there's so many different things to like photography. It's like when I ask my friend to take a picture of me and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, did you not see what fucking, uh, fucking, uh, who's a famous celebrity right now? Uh, Travis Scott. Like, did you not see Travis Scott post? Like, I do not look like Travis Scott. Like, no, like, I could see that. Yeah, no. It, and it, yeah, that inspired me, man. I was like, I, some of my friends taking really cool photos with like really cool color, really cool motion captured into it. And I just kept building on it and I made some really good photos that I wish I still had, but don't, but now I'm making so much more art that I literally just got done doing a photo shoot today. Like I was telling you earlier and just stepping out of your comfort zone, making something yeah. you really like and you're excited about is an amazing feeling. And whenever someone's like, you made me feel pretty, you made me, you know, you took my graduation photos. I did take your graduation photos, yeah. and that was in the infancy of what I could do. Yeah, now. that was like at the beginning of it. I think you barely. Yeah, had no, you were like your, your Nikon. I think mm -hmm. that was before people paid me, and I remember you didn't pay me. I and gave you fifty bucks, didn't I? No, you said you would. <laughs> <laughs> you I, said you would. <laughs> I get, no, I got you something. No, I remember I saying that. I was like, man, I got stiffed on Toast's pictures. No, the first person that ever paid me, and I remember this to this day, was Amanda. Did you, Amanda? Yeah. And she gave me a tequila bottle, and I was like, I'm making money. I didn't money. Get anything. No, no I'm, not, I'm not that kind of guy. No, I mean, you, I I you, you, like a, you said that you were thankful about it, and, you know, I'm not holding you to it. Well, it was because you, you were getting your portfolio started. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I was like, I don't, and that's how I still feel about my photography. Like, anytime someone wants to do anything, like, my friend was like, I'll pay for it today, and I was like, literally just pull up because I made a home studio. And yeah. I told her, just come through and I don't want to charge you for this just because I feel like I'm not too well for I mean, like I could make any, I wouldn't say anything look good, but I can make things yeah. look better than what they are. And I just, yeah, I don't really charge people when I'm doing new stuff. Like graduation pictures, whenever I started, I, you know, I was charging what, 50, yeah, 60 you, bucks. You were charging really cheap. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I, I, you know, I met you and you're, you're a pretty goofy guy. Mm -hmm. I think anybody that knows you, you're, you're pretty goofy. And you told me you were into photography, and I'm like, well, yeah, okay. Well, I'm an art, I'm an art minor. I studied at this at, at School of Art at Texas State <laughs> okay. uh, at JCK, or is it JCM? <laughs> I don't know, one, one, something like that. But when I was there, and you told me about it, I'm like, oh, dude, Jose's is doing it to get chicks or something like that. Like yeah. he's not that serious. Well, that was part of it, but <laughs> but I, I noticed the development. Like you started off first, just taking cool pictures at tailgates mm -hmm. and making gifts. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's that fucking infamous picture of yeah. urban, just shotgun in the in it. middle of the sky. Super, I was super proud of that. Picture. Oh, dude, that's a great picture. Mm -hmm. And you probably had like 20 pictures. You had a photography Instagram mm -hmm. and, and you were building it up and I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe he is serious about it. Mm -hmm. And as the time went by, you started investing money on it and all that. Um, so that, I, you know, I've, I've been seeing, seeing this grow from, from the early stages to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you didn't have that background or anything, how did you get inspired? And and how because because people paid money for photography classes, you know, mm -hmm. that, right? 
Yeah, no, and I never paid a dime. Everything is off YouTube. I literally learned everything from, you know, Ted Forbes, Manny Ortiz. There's, like, YouTubers I follow to this day that I'm like, I wouldn't have been the person who I was or, like, the, like, cool DJs without, like, all the things that they taught me online for free. And I'm like, I want to provide that, you know, later down the line for whatever field I'm in, like, whether it be photography, anything, like, I feel like knowledge these days is like, you know, everyone has to pay for it, but I got all my resources from online and I'm still getting like, I'm not nowhere near where I want to be in photography. Like I still feel I'm in the infancy of it, even though it's it's been what, four years since I started, it was 2017 when I started. Yeah. And yeah, no, I'm still growing. Made my first uh, home studio here in Austin. Just got done doing a photo shoot today which was amazing. And, you know, if anyone wants to follow me, um, I'm not sure if you'll post my no, put, put, at, you know, it's it the right Jose, T-H-E-H-O-E-Z-A-Y, Jose. Jose. <laughs> yeah, no. And yeah, no, it's really cool, do, man. Do you have any inspirations or anybody to look up to for like stuff like this? Um, or like any, like it, it could be a person, it could be a business, it could be whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could think of specific in- Instagrammers where I get a lot of influence from, like Ichbon and like things like that. And they're really good. But like, I like going to see local photographers that aren't yeah like 11 steps ahead of me because, you know, the photography world goes, you know, zero to a million miles. Yeah. And I'm still in the beginning. And I like seeing people that are a couple of steps ahead away from me and that I know I could catch up, do all the things that they're doing with Flash, with, you know motion blur things like that and i'm like i could do that easily and i like try to i'm real big into like you know if you're trying to be good copy the better people that you know in life and i like to copy banksy. copy yeah exactly you have they to are, copy picasso, people picasso, had that. picasso yeah i was like banksy I well, don't no, know. no no P- picasso wrote like uh good artists imitate better artists mm-hmm. copy or something i'm butchering it up but then banksy crossed like it was a it was, a, it was uh that that uh quote sculptured somewhere and then at the bottom, I said Picasso. And then Banksy went and scratched Picasso's name and then wrote Banksy. <laughs> <Yeah. on. laughs> Love Banksy. Uh, no, no, no. But yeah, yeah that's, I always found that interesting because, uh, like I said, people pay for classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen amateur photographers. Uh, I have a, uh, one of my friends from middle school. Her and her, uh, her husband, like, I, I remember when she posted, like, oh, you know, he bought his camera. And now they're, like, one of the top rated uh top rated photographers in Houston. Like, yeah, no, they're doing great things. And, and, you know, he started as a hobby too, from, from, from the post that I saw, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they're doing great, There's but I've, I've always like been, I don't want to say, I think that's intimidating to do something that people pay to do that, that to do something that people major. Cause there's a photography major at mm-hmm. Texas state. And I know when I went to Italy, uh, some of my classmates, I think, two or three were photography majors mm-hmm. and they took amazing photos out there. Mm-hmm. But it's always one of those things like, I mean, it's intimidating. It's so intimidating. And especially when people are paying you to make them look pretty like graduation pictures. Like I get nervous every time I take photography pictures. Cause I'm like, I do not like knowing, I know how to post people. I know how to do this, but I'm like, what if I don't do as good? Or what if I don't, satisfy their needs exactly yeah Yeah, no and uh like for the most part i don't think i've made anyone like recently at least you know when i first started i probably messed up some graduation pictures but no one paid me but yeah no it's intimidating especially when people are like a thousand times better than you and people have like when i first started it was like i had a 300 hundred dollar camera yeah and a and i invested 200 bucks and i was like dang i'm dropping money and people had thousand dollar cameras 
three four thousand dollar lenses four four man team carrying the, teams, the lenses yeah there was a person holding the flash there was a person modeling and um yeah no it was uh very intimidating seeing people on texas state campus oh like, dude uh i'm telling you i i'm so many friends uh my friend albert he does a great job my friend casey too like they they're out there taking great pictures and it was funny because I've met all those all those people at at campus, and I'm like, man, who the fuck am I gonna hire to take my grad pics? But then here comes Jose. <laughs> hey, you don't have to pay me. Yeah. You pay me in beer. I'm pretty sure I paid you in beer. No, I don't think. Okay, I, to this day, I don't think I've gotten a shot from you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I remember seeing them, and I was like, holy moly! Like, who am I gonna choose? Because everyone does it so good. Yeah, everyone does it so good, and I, I just I don't know. I think it, it became overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Even my friend Regina, like. My friend Regina was, she's amazing. You know I know exactly. Do you read Blancas or something? Yeah. She's, yeah, she's in Katie Kai. Really? Yeah. I did not know that, but that's one of the people I look up to. Like she's got it on lock and I love what she does with her pictures. And that's one of the people where I'm like, I'm trying to imitate what she does. Cause oh, I bought dude, a flash. I, and, that's funny. You mentioned her and shout out to her. I don't know if she's going to listen to it, but yeah. she does shout out. I used to like conversate with her cause she used to work at a little HB at the bakery. And we would stop and talk and like, she would tell me about her shoots and I would ask her, I'm like, how do you, like, how do you like, tell me about it? And she would tell me about it. And, and, and I was just blown away. Cause she, I don't think she was an art major or maybe she was, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But again, it's that confidence, right? Mm-hmm. She has a lot of, I've seen her like do shoots and like model. And I'm like, geez, like I, I, I mean like this was like last year when I was like getting a little bit more serious about graduation pictures. I saw her like posing people like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I was just, I was just winging it. I was like, I mean, like post up, you know, put no, your hand on your arm because it takes a direction. Like you have mm-hmm. to art direct. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 what we call it in corporate America, art mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or or director of photography if you're you're filming. Director of photography is another thing. Um, but one of the things that that fascinated about about you is that <laughs> you came from a finance background. <laughs> yeah, no, and. Like, it's funny. I met a lot of people at McCoy, which is a finance school, at, or not finance school, but business school at Texas, where I took a lot of, like, my friend's pictures. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, it's a, it's a good feeling, like, knowing I have an artsy side, quote, unquote. Yeah. Like, I, I still don't see myself. I know, like, quote, unquote, I'm an artist, but I still don't see myself an artist because I was never really artsy see, in my dude, life until dude, I got dude, to. that's that's Austin spirit right there. Keeping it weird. Yeah, man. Like, keeping it weird. I and know, I, it's, I it's, so it, much room to Makes grow. me feel happy. Makes me feel happy. <laughs> let's, uh, let's. Let's move to the next question because I think this next question ties in. Mm-hmm. How did you know that, okay, this is, this is cool. I like doing this. And we talked a little bit about how you started being commissioned about this, but how did you know, you know what? I, I can't do this. I, I got a good portfolio. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to charge. Oh, and, I, and how did you decide all that? Like, cause, cause at some point you're like, Fuck it. Yeah, no, literally, I was like, I knew some people that told me they got their pictures taken by a certain, I mean, I wouldn't say certain photographer, but like various photographers. And I'm like, bro, they charge you $300 for this? And like, for this? Yes, literally, <laughs> I was like, you know, not trying to trash them or sound like, you know, like I'm better than them, but I was like, I could do so much better. And I'm charging motherfuckers 50 bucks in exposure, according to you. And I was like, bro, I, <laughs> I could start making this much money. And yeah, no, I was like, and to this day, like I, you know, to I was charging to, to this day, I was charging people like this year. Like I'm still like undercutting myself by a lot. And I saw people, you know, pictures and people were charging double, triple of what I was charging. I was like, dang, I'm like going from Austin to San Marcos every weekend. And 
And, you know, it still seemed like a lot. Of, I wouldn't say a lot of money, but a decent amount of money for to do something I really like to do. And I was like, I could do so much better. And yeah, no, I'm going to start, um, you know, We're showing expanding. people my value. Yeah, yeah, no. And um, I have, like I said, so many different um, new like equipments that I've invested to. So I have yeah. to like kind of pay that off and things like this that. Is so, helping you. Mm-hmm, this it's, is it's helping my hobby, not only like that funding me, but I enjoy meeting people like that's another aspect yeah. that people don't know. Like, I know you're charging, but I like, you know, what are you going to do after you graduate? What are you, uh, what are your goals? Where do you come from? This, that it's like, yeah. you know, meeting someone new and getting the whole life story and making them feel comfortable by, you know, bumping music while we're taking pictures. Okay. While we're talking. This, you didn't bump music when I was. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> literally. And it's like one of the tips that I got from YouTube. It's like, whenever you're taking pictures, play some music to relax the model, give them good feedback, you know, show appreciation for what they're doing. And this, that just little tips that you learn along the way, like seeing, you know, Regina do that. And she was like amazing photographer. And I was like, dang, I need to start doing that. Did you shadow her recently or I've never shadow. I'm only like, you see the repeating photographers at Texas state. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're you're there every weekend, you're going to see, you're going to run into the Mm -hmm. people. And bro, it gets fierce over there. Like there's competition, like, you know, the arc, right? Yeah. That there was this like, you know, 30 minute line this one day. And, when you get there, you're supposed to use up your time. And I took, I was there like five, seven minutes and people were like, people have pictures that day and people are yelling at me. I'm like, like people that aren't used to like, you know, the I process. I didn't know I got that competitive. No, people, people start like. We went and there was no one there. <laughs> we went there like a weekday. It was summer. Like was this summer. is, this yeah, is yeah, like summer. spring. This is spring when everyone's trying to get their pictures taken. Sunlight's going down. Everyone's trying to get that golden hour glow. This the that. golden hour. Yeah, no, it's a fierce competition between photographers and people get mad if there's not a line. But it's a good little environment that adds a little bit more pizzazz to the shoot because I'm like, you better stop posing real good because we got a crowd. <laughs> and there's like fucking 50 people looking but at that, the that model. Would, that, would, that would make somebody intimidating. Like, and it does, man. But I'm like, you're killing it. Once you give them feedback, you know, you're doing good. I like this pose. You're killing it. And I show them the pictures that I'm taking and they're all coming out amazing. I'm like, oh my ever seen music yeah yeah no it's it's a confidence builder man it's uh yeah i had to get used to that because whenever you know i was new and people were like behind me looking at me i'm like all right can you do it like i'm thinking like photographers are gonna like yeah you're not supposed to pose like that or criticize what's this new guy doing like why is he posing like that and his amateur (laughs) exactly yeah i know it's like motherfucker i'm a college kid but now i'm a grown-up with like way better equipment than what i started off so so I'm, i'm glad you said that because um, he's burping guys not burping um, I'm glad you said that though because I remember when I graduated from college and I started working and uh, I went back for a panel at Texas State mm-hmm. and one of the things uh, that, I, that I gave for advice was take advantage of your student status mm-hmm. take advantage to tell people well i'm just a college kid mm-hmm. that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to learn um even if you know even if it's even if you're not a college student the fact that you're trying to learn sh- take advantage of that mm-hmm. say hey i don't fucking know yeah why don't you tell me so i could know mm-hmm. right instead of fucking criticizing me Tell me how to do it. You know, show me, lead me to the water, you know, you know, feed a man. A day. Don't give me the fish. Exactly. Feed, she, Fucking show me teach how me how to fish. So Jose, with all, with all this going on though, how do you, how do you balance this with like, you know, your work, uh, with your social life and all that? Like, like, uh, does this will photography like, 
go into tie with finance or like 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 will that intertwine or how do you see it? I wouldn't say intertwine at all. Um, these are two separate fields, and it's funny. I got promoted at Dell recently, and that's oh, okay. yeah, a slight flex. No, I got promoted recently at Dell, and that was right when. Assistant um, to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Dwight Schrute of fucking Dell. Yeah, that's when uh, spring shoots started happening. And I scheduled myself for six, six weeks back to back, Saturday, Sunday, every weekend, a new person. And like before, I was getting four or five shoots a week. But now that my name's getting a little bit more out there, a lot more people hit me up and I was able to fit them all in the schedule. And I was so excited. And then I applied for this job, got it. And I was having to deal with being in a new position, the new pressure of being in a new position, all these responsibilities that I wasn't used to. Yeah. And then, you know, you're used to like getting to the weekend and relaxing. And I got to the weekend and was even more stressed out. Sheesh. And then I kept doing photo shoots and I wasn't editing every day after work. And it was just getting to the point where, you know, I have five, six people waiting for pictures uh, that i've <laughs> yeah ex literally and they're like i thought you said you were going to get them to me before graduation and i was like please just bear with me they're going to be fire i'm going to make you look good just <laughs> i'm under so much pressure right now and yeah no it was a very hard three four weeks for me um this last uh may slash april just getting used to the new position um but yeah got through it made some really good pictures uh probably some of the best work i've done for graduation shoots and killing the new position i like it and it's just you know balancing work life slash hobbies because i like to work out i like to edit oh, pictures yep that's <laughs> the way no i like yeah no i <laughs> i and it's funny man i want to work out after i get out of work just to you know release all the stress blah blah blah, blah. Well, i'm telling you what when you get to your late 20s that's your metabolism is gonna slow down <laughs> motherfucker it's already slowing down this good's kicking especially with all these beers we're drinking yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah no it's uh just you know getting into adulthood and having to balance all the fun activities that you had a little bit more freedom to back in the day and yeah no it's a new little journey new little step in my life yeah. that i'm getting to and i'm liking it i'm pushing myself and a lot of different aspects that I wasn't, you know, thinking about. And yeah. it's, it's getting good. Like, I have high hopes. Would you consider leaving your, your day job for this? Look, see, and whenever I got the dog, I just started investing into photography gear, lenses, my new camera, this set, this set. You got the fish lens? I do not have a fish lens. Um, not I mean, a photographer. <laughs> not a real one. Yeah, I don't have a fish lens yet. But I, I would, if I built up enough hype and was confident enough with myself, and, you know, shit hit the fan, I'd definitely leave the job because I know there's so much money to make made with marriages, with graduation pictures, yeah. with, you know, I just Especially did, I awesome. just, my friend's a DJ and I just did a photo shoot for her today in my home studio and, you know, I could have charged her, but she paid me in some free lights, which Genie. was the best. I was like, this is what I was going to spend the money on and yeah. you gave me Might these and well. these are amazing. You saved me the, the you saved me the hassle <laughs> exactly. You saved me the shipping costs because they're directly there. And yeah, no, I definitely want to get. You know, I look up to all these nature photographers that are like bringing light to like all the like Ooh. environmental environmental issues that I really like want to be able to like you know hopefully like later down the line you know I wouldn't say expose but bring light to you know there's there's so many nature photographers that's, right now. That's so funny that you say that because one of my professors was a uh, photographer for the Air Force. 
and That's he amazing. was he was actually my uh, I don't uh, photography or visual professor. I don't know. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because when he said that, I was like, "You motherfucker!" That's what I wanted to do in the Marine Corps. I wanted to do it's. It's called combat camera. Yeah, and combat camera deploys with Marines, mm-hmm. and they take pictures. That's all. That, that's all they do. Yeah, no, it's an intense job because you're in like you're in the like. Oh, all dude, the it was pe- so funny because we we're in the middle of the jungle, like mm-hmm. in fucking Singapore, or Malaysia. I don't remember. Yeah, we're in the fucking middle of nowhere, and like these, like the photographers were like, at the end of the day, like they were fucking. Setting up their laptops in a satellite. They have a satellite, like a little personal one, mm-hmm. and they would send all these pictures to headquarters Marine Corps. And then from there, they either send it to the press or send it to whoever to the website. I don't mm-hmm. know to fucking the, the Instagram account. I don't know. Yeah. But they would send all these pictures out, and I'm like, that's what I wanted to do in the Marine Corps. Like, yeah, I no. wanted to go and take pictures, like the guy from uh, Full Metal Jacket. You ever watch that? Yeah, movie? no, yeah, yeah. That's what he does. That's a, um, that's a, what's it called? Who's the director for that? That he's one of the best ones of all time. Uh, who is the director? It's it's a guy from 2001: A Space Odyssey. It's um, Jamie. Can you pull that up? Uh, Jamie, you got, can you give us a hand there? <laughs> We're gonna get a Jamie soon. Uh, we need to. I, I was gonna invest. Uh, uh, Julio. Julio would be a perfect Jamie. That's like he the he knows everything, right? Um, he's, like a, he's like the walking. Uh, <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick, yeah. yeah, one of my favorite directors. No, uh, uh, but yeah, like it, 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 that's what I want to do. That's funny. So you would want to go into nature photography mm-hmm. and like fucking ca- Not, capture a yeah. a lion, fucking another lion, lioness. Yeah, lioness or or lion or or a monkey, monkey. You know, whoever. <laughs> the, yeah, shit's getting crazy. You know, you know what? Whoever they want to fight. Lions are horny. I know they are. But yeah, no, I remember um, earlier last year when it was like the whole George Floyd thing and, you know, shit was getting the fan in the fan in every city. I <laughs> I went to the protests and started getting pictures and I feel like, you know, none of them got really famous, but I captured a oh, time in history. And like, that's like you know, another reason why I got into photography. Like, you know, you capture yeah. the moment in time and you look back at it a couple of years later. There was a big protest in Houston mm-hmm. and one of the images that a photographer got was a uh some of these uh african-american horse riders and and they were on top of a hill and it's funny because i i know that hill it's at discovery green i think i know where you're talking about and i and i used to like it was one time i went there and like i was drunk and i rode down that hill but to see a different perspective on it Mm -hmm. as a powerful movement as it they were gathering downtown for obviously for george floyd and it was a great movement for black lives matter and to see them in the in the in the horses and on top of that hill, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, and the way they captured it, like this is like in the metropolitan area, but the way they captured it, it made it look so powerful and strong. Mm-hmm. And th- because that's the message that they were sending with that protest, like it was a powerful message. Yeah, and we're here, you know, we're here to fight. You know, we're not gonna stand for this shit. And it, and, and it was just it was just mind blowing, like to see how they captured that in downtown and 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 capturing those emotions because they were not posing. Mm-hmm. Those people were not posing. Those yeah. were like. Those photographers like captured the real moment, like you said, they capture in history. Like you think of all the iconic photographs, like of the. There's a movie about the four Marines that pull up the flag the at flag. the Battle of mm-hmm. Jima, and I don't know too much in Tiananmen it. Square. The guy standing up to the tank that's rolling in. That one, and... that's like one of the most powerful mm-hmm. images of all time. Yeah, no, and like I want to. You know, I'm not anywhere near that level, but I want to get to that social level where you're able to bring light. And that's kind of what happened at the George Floyd thing, because like when we were there, the cops were shooting beanbags or, you know, whatever the shotgun the, shells. The bullet, the bullet. Yeah, the, the rubber bullets rubber at bullets. people and you heard them flying oh by. People were getting 
maced with a pepper spray or I don't know what it is. And yeah, you saw people like fucking breathing and like dying from like the pepper spray that they got sprayed. And I'm over here capturing pictures and whatnot. And it was really cool being in that. And it's funny, me and Ruben went to the protest and I was taking pictures of everything. It was just sticking by my side. And he was like, if shit hits the fan, we're going to haul ass. And they started blocking off 35 right by the police station downtown. You know yeah, where that's on, at? Yeah, on 6th, 7th. 6th, yeah. 7th, one of those. Mm-hmm. And they were like, y'all better get off uh, the highway because, you know, y'all, they're causing disturbance or whatever. And, you know, no one's leaving. Like, we're here to stay, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's protesting. Everyone's like in the mindset, like, it's right. us against them. And a helicopter pulls up and drops uh, pepper squeak hand. Jesus, oh my God. And me and Ruben start hauling ass. And, yeah, we got a big ass whiff of that fucking pepper spray. And, my, you know, I didn't get you the never- worst of it. But that I saw people that got the worst of it, and they're like crying. People were like yelling for their lives, yeah. and like we've been prepared. I got milk and whatnot, and I was like, "Bro, you know, I'm helping you." And I got pictures of people, Jesus. you know, getting milk poured on their eyes and whatnot. And it milk, was just a real milk cool. helps. Milk helps. Yeah, I, I I've got gas before. Not I don't think I've got mazed, but I've got gas uh, in the Marine Corps. We would enter gas chambers, uh, but dude. Honestly, though, like going in there and like capturing those moments, I think it's really important for for history. Like you see on the Rolling Stones, New York Times, yeah. New York Times does a great fucking job to capture moments in history on their Instagram. Like some of those pictures are super iconic. Um, but uh, you gotta be safe out there, and uh, it's it's all about I think capturing those emotions because I think even when you're taking photos of people graduating, like there's there's a part of them that they're happy that they're leaving. Yeah, no, you're capturing uh, probably the proudest moment of their life and like you're capturing what their parents came here to America to do. To do. Because yeah. I, I, I mean, of, my bread and butter is like, you know, first generation Hispanics. And I'm like, you know, people think Julio took my pictures and I was like, I wouldn't say I got emotional, but I was like, dang, like, it's, this it's, is what my parents came here to do. And like people like their parents will come to the photo shoot and they'll be like, I can't believe my daughter or son did this. And, yeah. You know, obviously speaking it's, it's Spanish. super heartbreaking. Yeah. No, it's no, I wouldn't well, say not, it. not heartbreaking, but like heartbreaking in a good way. Like in a good like, way. Emotion, yeah. And like, I'm like, man, they did this. And like, this is like the people send the foundation for the future. And like, I'm real big on being a Hispanic in the U S and like, I'm real, I'm real, I'm real big on it's like a fucking Hispanic podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> helping the Raza, man. Like I'm real big on that. So it's like, I get to capture a moment, like, I know they're sending it back to Mexico, and, like, people in Mexico. Oh, dude, like, people see that on Facebook, on yeah, WhatsApp. No, and El Guaz. Sh- <laughs> they're sharing it everywhere. It's, 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 I think it's, I think one of, one of those joys of being a photographer is capturing those moments, because if you fuck it up, like, imagine, imagine doing a wedding, and you fucking lose it's so much pressure lose the memory card mm-hmm. no mom is late. that's why and that's why there's dual memory slots because of that and no, yeah. no <laughs> yeah, losing that you could you could get sued for that yeah like, you can you could get sued by because they're paying you money and then you lose all the memories no, like no late. one's taking pictures all you're gonna have is a phone camera to like remember your wedding that's gonna suck talking about that though talking about family mm-hmm. what does your family think about you taking photography because you didn't you didn't go to school to be a photographer yeah you went in there to fucking work at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> hey, I got close to it. I hit a, <laughs> yeah. I hit a Christian. Christian, Christian, Christian. Never got the it? job, though. Never got the job. Hey, hey, all he did was open the door for you. That's, for it's, hey, up to you. it's up you, to you. Gotta, you got to feed me. You're, you got to teach me how to fish. <laughs> he, he, just, he, just, he just gave you the fish. Did he teach you? No, we're just, we're just shooting the shit. Shout out to Christian. Shout in, out to Christian. In yeah. Dallas. But what does your family think of all this, though? My mom's really proud. Like, it's funny. I actually, so they're coming this weekend, and. I started making like 
photography books with all of like the pictures I captured. And I went to Mexico. I did a lot of street photography where I took pictures of vendors, took pictures of like all the architecture, like try to capture, like you said, the moment in Mexico when I went, you know, it was 2019. Yeah, you went, right? Where did you yeah, go? Uh, Guadalajara. Uh, that's where my family's from. Oh, and we went to Michoacan. Really? We went to Michoacan. We went, my family's real big on traveling. Wait, wait, you, you both your parents are from Guadalajara? Jalisco? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm being as hell. Uh, but yeah, bro, we go over there every year and we explore. We've been to Morelia, Michoacan, you know, the FA. My family's real big on getting their kids that are from the U.S. in touch with the roots that they came from. And yeah, we went over to Mexico, did a lot of street photography, came over here, put that on my Instagram, got a little bit of love from it, put it on my book. And I showed my mom. She's like, I can't believe you took these pictures. Like, these are amazing because, oh you know, you capture the whole culture. You capture like the pictures, the colors, the life of mexico and i had my it wasn't sepia though right or sap what is it sap what do you mean by that you never seen those uh twitters where like how how uh american netflix shows portray mexico <laughs> with and the it, yellow filter it, it's like the sepia filter where it's like brown <laughs> yellow and it, you know. yeah no it was nothing like that man i i try to capture the vibrancy because mexico's rural so vibrant man. so vibrant and yeah no i made a whole book my mom saw it she's like i have to show my friend she went she took my book, which is like, I hate to say it, it's like my way to like show girls on marked. I'm like, yeah, you know, check that book out. Check uh, the book out. I check the book out. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with my jock. I'm in, in touch with the <laughs> artist, you know, baby girl. You got a finance major, a little photography. Yeah, I got a backup. Yeah, I got a backup. <laughs> I yeah. got a backup. This doesn't work out, baby. I got you. Yeah, no. And she went home and she showed all her friends and she was like, you know, all your ex because she's a teacher and like all the teachers that she was with were american and Wait, your, your mom's a teacher she's not she works at a school she works with teachers oh okay um, okay and she showed everyone and like these teachers have been knowing me since i was like four or five and, like Little i can't G. believe jose is still doing this like he did so good and like she hyped from me up. from from uh stick figures to, <laughs> <laughs> <great> <laughs> to picture. this yeah i <laughs> know and one of her friends invited me over to her daughter's wedding which is one of my really good friends called named edith and I went to her picture or to her wedding, took pictures, and it was some of the best work I did, you know, to the date that I was. And she was like, you did better than my photographer did, not trying to hide myself up. And yeah. I got some really good pictures of her, and I was amazed by it. And her mom was like, I can't thank you enough for, like, the moments you captured. Because I got, like, all the angles, like, the photographers weren't looking at this and that. And it was a real good, real good moment, man. That's really good. That's really uh, fulfilling. It is. It's amazing. And like, I grew up with them. So it was like getting moments of like the best friends that I got kind of disconnected, you know, when I went to yeah. college, when I went to high school and kind of just reunited with them. That's awesome to hear, man. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. So just to close out this uh, section of the podcast, uh, is there, is there any advice you would give to someone that for instance, graduated in finance or accounting mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever it may be? to pursue a passion, to pursue a hobby like you did that eventually ended up to a side hustle. Do you have any advice for them? And, and, and if you do, what, what would it be? I would say don't lose the like drive to keep doing it. I feel like I've lost it. You know, every artist loses their drive or their motivation or their inspiration. Like just because you lost it, keep working on it. Sorry. Keep, keep, you know, keep working on it. Keep, um, Staying with it. Don't just give up because you're not the best or you see someone that's better than you. Like keep striving, keep you're always gonna improve if you have the mentality that you're gonna get better, that yeah. you're not at the best that you are. So yeah, stay motivated, keep improving, keep on hustling. Keep that's it posted, advice, keep it toasted. 
Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, get that on a shirt. Jamie, you pull that up. T- type that up, draw it up, <laughs> sell it. Yeah, no, I wish I had some better advice, but no, that's, that's I, I still feel good. like I'm figuring it out, man. Like no, once I, I get I, five, I think, six years down the road, I feel like I'd have some better advice, but I'm still in the infancy. So no, 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 but like, but, but it takes a lot of guts to do what you're doing. Like mm. I hope you know that. Like this is this is me, Toaster, telling you as as Jose, as a as, as, as a good friend, as a yeah. fraternity brother, like. Not a lot of people have the guts to do that. The people that got the talent sometimes don't even want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think for you to be stepping out of your shell and 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 getting out there, I think that's great. That's the only way to improve. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but I, I'm proud of you. I think hey, I think a you, lot man. of your friends are proud of you. Your your mom, your family is oh, proud yeah. of you. Uh, you got a lot to learn, and and I think you're gonna. Yeah. I think you keep this going. I think you will be great. And. You know, there's a lot of people that 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 have that uh, that doubt in themselves, but I think they need to do oh, what you do. Yeah, and just keep on striving. Keep on striving. Keep on trucking. All right. Uh, so let's let's move to the to the last portion of the podcast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm already six IPAs down. Five. Six. Five. So you had one. <laughs> you're you're a few dozekis down too. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so let's let's go to the closeout Q and A now. Okay. This is a Q&A, and I'm sure you're familiar mm-hmm. from the podcast. You could answer it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Uh, to the best of your ability. No, I'm <laughs> like, I'm dumb. No, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> no, answer this to how you interpret it, okay. to however you want to take it. Okay. So what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Um, so back in like my junior year was when I first got my first job, in, you know, first official job. And I worked at a retirement home, like super rich retirement home. And I was a waiter at like their restaurant because they had a, a whole restaurant, at the retirement home. And we would uh, talk to all of the residents after we got done because we would serve them food, blah, blah, blah. And we just stay after work and chop it up with all the residents because it was like basically like a whole <laughs> little community. Chop, chop it up with them. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no, like these are all like world war two veterans. These are people that went through that were like, you know, young, they were conscious. They were alive during Vietnam, world war two. Like they weren't like six, seven years old. These were people that were like in their twenties when world war two happened. And I was like hearing all their stories and they're like, you get one life. Like you're going to look back and think you're old at 35. Think you're old at 40, but you're still young. Like, Isn't that crazy? Don't, and like, you always feel like you're old. Like even now, like I'm, everyone's like 20 and I got to Texas state as an older kid. Yeah, like we we shared that experience. Yeah, everyone's like, "Bro, you're old as fuck," and I was like, 21, 22, thinking I was like, "Damn, my life is about to end." Type no, shit. I, it's, <laughs> it's, no, I, I know what you mean. I, yeah, I got there at twenty three. Yeah, no, exactly, man. And like, you hang around with younger people, and they all like consider you the old guy. But they're like, you're gonna feel like you're old, and you can't start new things when you're older. And like, they were like, "You have one life. Stop thinking you're in the past. Stop." start doing things you know the best the best time to grow a tree was like 20 years ago the second best time is to grow it now or plant it now like that's literally what they gave me like you're never going to be old do whatever you want to do and never think you're old so i feel like that was one of the like better pieces of advice that is is one of the greatest advice honestly i i honestly like i had that that um i don't want to say fear but it was a worry Mm -hmm. and i remember when i had that uh, I was like, man, like I, re- I remember wanting to come back to school, but I didn't want to come back to school as, as a 22, 23 year old. Yeah. And, and I remember, uh, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be the old guy. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the guy that, that, 
doesn't fit in. That doesn't belong here. But yeah. when I, I, I toured the school and I talked to people and, and, and one thing that I realized is no one gives a fuck. Literally. I remember no meeting you and then you were older than me and I thought I was the old guy and I was like, bro, if he doesn't give a fuck, I definitely <laughs> don't know. Cause we were both raging together. You, like we were you know, fucking 18. You know what the fucking crazy shit is? There was people older than me in the fraternity. There's people older than me in my class. I was never the young guy mm. and no one gives a fuck. Like no one gave a fuck. And yeah. I remember hearing uh, my friends that were coming out of the Marine Corps or my friends that were in school and they were getting their shit together and they wanted to go back to school. And they're like, nah, I don't know if I could do the university. No, nah, I don't know if I could pledge. Yeah. No, nah, I don't know if I could. I was like, at the end of the day, no one, no one's going to give a fuck. Yeah. I, you know, people are going to talk either way, whether you do it or you don't. Yeah. They're going to talk. Just fucking do whatever makes you happy at whatever age. And it's funny. Cause I remember being in high school and, Thinking like it was ninth grade, and I was like, I wish I could have learned how to play soccer back when I was in fourth, fifth grade. And I never learned. And I you remember people that started in ninth grade that got super good and were in varsity by senior year. And I was like, that could have been me. Like senior year, looking back at fresh, yep. like that freshman me, like overthinking if I should have done it in fourth grade. I don't, and I was like, fuck, I was so mad at myself. I, I have that for football. Like I was like, I could have been, I could have been fucking, <laughs> I could have been the <laughs> next Tom Brady. Ezekiel, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. That, that's really great advice. Though. That's really great yeah, advice. No. Uh, all right. Question number two. If you could grab a drink uh, with anyone in the world, Past or current, uh, who would it be and why? I feel like Dave Chappelle. Ooh. Yeah, no, Dave Chappelle That's a good like, one. started off, you know, everyone thinks that dude was a goofy guy. I'm not sure if y'all know his story, but he left the Dave Chappelle show from Comedy Central. Remember remember all those rumors? Oh, he went Yeah, he was a crackhead. He, went, he lost his mind. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I remember that. And yeah, no, he's a intellectual. Like, he's not only the best, like, the goat, the goat of our generation. Like, he's. Funny, well-versed, and family man. He's like everything a guy could strive to be for. Like, I don't know. I've seen him on podcasts. I've seen his specials, and he dives into, like, real deep he, issues. He, he gets really uh, greedy. Or not not, not greedy. Uh, gritty, like G-R-I, like with details yeah, yeah, yeah. of everything that uh, that went down mm-hmm. with, yeah. with that. And then, and then even when they put his show on, I think, Netflix or whatever, and they didn't want to pay him. Or maybe maybe it wasn't Netflix. I think it was, I no, it was, Netflix. it was Netflix. Netflix didn't want to pay, or Comedy Central didn't want to pay him because they were like, "We, you left your contract." And he asked Netflix to take down his, um, he asked his fans to not watch it, and then he asked Netflix not to post it because he wasn't getting any paper off of it, and they complied. No one watched it, and they saw that he had so much more potential with his crowd vacuum. So they decided to pay him. I mean, I don't know what they paid him or you know, the details, but he got his way. I think, I think, I, you know, for that lesson, like, I think if you believe in something, even though people think you're crazy, you stand with it. Oh yeah. Cause I didn't know that story, you know, back at that time when the Dave Chappelle show was at the prime mm-hmm. and I'm being total seriousness. Like I didn't think racism existed then, but yeah. it still existed and it oh. still exists now. Now that you're grown up, you know what the like. You're so fucking old, dude. I remember being a kid reading books and I'm like, oh, it's it's done. Yeah, we're no. all good. It wasn't until I started being the only person of color interviewing at jobs at agencies or being the fucking when I got hired on my first internship, I was literally the only person of color. Everyone else was white, you know. And yeah. it, and you and you 
put yourself in that and in, in, in that situation and which is great uh what is it the first uh it's been trending a lot on twitter and in, on tiktok it's the uh, you know i'm uh, i'm the first person to start the generational wealth yeah and that's what i'm trying to hey, man, that's, that's what we're, we're, hey, we're, we're gonna doing. do bro facile and it's it's one of those things like okay that's a whole nother podcast but you um, could bro i could dive into this because this is all what i'm about like this is what i'm trying to like set the foundation not only for me but like for all of like the first generation hispanics like i feel i want to go into teaching like this isn't i never want to be in sales my whole life like i want to go back help the land community to stop being you know irresponsible with their money and start investing in real estate start investing in stocks not just you know live in the moment chinga su madre blah blah blah, blah. like I feel like we are the fastest growing like population in the U.S. and like, yeah, blah blah blah. We have so much to do, and like we're you know it's all I hate to say it like all white people in Congress. I was like, we need some more brown representation, bro. Like the AOC, AOC. not only she's smart, she look bad. This is AOC stand podcast, like for real, bro. (laughs) I'm about to get her face tattooed on me. What you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so. going on to this next question yeah. what's your favorite place of all the places you've been what's your favorite place that you traveled to and why um dang that's a hard one because like like i said i'm not sure if anyone still remembers but i said um uh, my family's real big into traveling into mexico um and i've seen you know la you know the monarch butterflies whenever they're covering the trees and you can't see anything green because there's so many monarch butterflies and you see all that beauty, and then you go to Def, and you see like the pyramids that the Aztecs build, and Great. you know Teotihuacan, and then That's you awesome. see fucking Puerto Vallarta. You see all this beauty, but I would say Chapala. Like Chapala is like Chapala is the biggest lake in Mexico, and it's like thirty minutes down for where I live in Mexico, like you know where my yeah. family's from. And every time you go, you know you get the you get the life, you get the food, you get the experience, you get the views, the beautiful you know the most beautiful sunsets are there. And yeah, it just takes me back to like being a kid, going to Chapala with my parents, all my cousins and whatnot. So definitely go to Chapala. If no one's ever been there, hands is down, recommend it. Chapala, a town and municipality in central Mexican state of Jalisco, located on the north shore of Lake Chapala, Mexico's largest freshwater lake. Wow. It's huge. Like, I don't know what it compares to in the U.S. Like, I... A lot of people know the Great Lakes by memory. <laughs> <which> like <laughs> yeah. No, it looks awesome, dude. I'm looking at the pictures right here. Jamie yeah, pulled them up. Jamie uh, pulled it up. Look at the sunsets there, man. Like the sunsets. And it's see- funny. Like, you know what beautiful sets are caused by, right? Pollution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of, there's a lot of pollution Coming over there. Coming out of Mexico City. Yeah, exactly, biggest, man. Biggest like, cities in, in Mexico. Wow. Every sunset's pink and purple and beautiful in color. And I'm like, dang, that's all the, everything that I'm inhaling and, you know, messing up my lungs by breathing it in. It's pretty cool. Because you're hitting a jewel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what about you, Toaster? What's uh, where's the coolest place you've been to? I'm not sure if you've answered this question on uh, the podcast. I, 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 honestly, I don't know. Um, I think I, I had a traveling question in ep- in season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at the top of my head, I, I, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you my happy place. Well. 
It's hard to answer. And that's the same boat I'm on. You made me choose, and I I feel like I was forced to choose Chapala. Like, there's so oh, many more uh, beautiful places. That I want like I want to say Mexico, but I haven't really like discovered uh, my mom's hometown as an adult. Like, I mm. remember as a kid. I remember my dad's uh, hometown too in San Luis Potosí as a kid. I think for me, it's gonna be somewhere in Europe, and uh, you know, it's, it's slight very, flex. It's fucking <laughs> very basic. It's I know it's basic. Honestly, like, I just enjoyed Italy a lot. Mm. And I enjoyed Italy a lot because I was hanging out with people that lived in houses that have been in their families for generations. That's crazy. They have been in the same business. Like, you know, I met this guy who uh, his dad was a chef and his grandfather was a chef and his great, great granddaughter was a chef. And, and, and it just goes on. And I was like, uh, people here, you know, they don't care about a wealth status or who's doing what or whatever. They just care about preserving their family history Mm -hmm. and traditions. Although, you know, you know, some family traditions can be crazy, (laughs) especially here in the U S and Southern America, Southern United States. But I think, uh, the way that they feel about food and, and the way that they don't think about work as just work, like it's, it's work because they want it Mm -hmm. to, to have a passion. They care about their craft. They care about what they do. Being in a place where, you know, the birth of Renaissance, the birth of, of, of art being uh, taken to the next level. I mean, I, I just enjoyed Italy so much. The food, the, the, and it's not so far off from, from, um, from, from Spanish. Like, I, I made... <laughs> you can understand a little bit, man. Like, I, I was able... Like, it was funny because I was in Rome and I was able to talk to my waiter in Rome in Spanish. Like, I, I, like, I was in week... I was one week in Europe, and I, I tried to sp- speak in English, and everybody hated me. Oh yeah! I but then I started imagine. speaking Spanish, and because because the waiter said something to me, and I swear, I swear to you, like it sounded Spanish, and I, and it was during the World Cup too when okay. Mexico was playing, and I was and I started talking Spanish, and they 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 were so friendly, they were bringing me whatever I wanted, like it was it was so cool, um, but honestly, yeah, Italy, like it was just I I, I just never seen. Like, if you didn't have a car, no one gave a fuck. Yeah. Everyone rode around in either bus, bike. scooters, or, or bike, or whatever. No one cared, dude. No one cared. I, like, having a car, I guess, yeah, cool. That's cool, bro. You got a yeah. car. But park if you it. don't have it, who gives a shit? Yeah, park it. Yeah, find park find parking. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, that, like, dude, I'm, I'm talking about, like, if you had a car, it was, like, a, like smaller than a smart car. Smaller than a Mini Cooper here tiny so like they didn't care about those things they cared about the taste of food mm-hmm. the taste of wine uh how do you spend your free time how do you try to connect with yourself and improve whatever craft it is that you might have yeah. whether it's cooking whether it's painting whether it's being a shoe shiner or a shoemaker or uh whatever the case may be like that's that right there i was like dude if america had that point of view where we didn't give a fuck about your social status it'd be great and i think that's why i loved Austin, when I first moved out here uh, back in 2014, like no one, you ride a bike, cool, like by the way, yeah, you want to have a date, let's pick a date in between us, we we'll figure it out, or you want to go have a good time, by the way, we go walking, like by the way, I think I like to, and I think that's why I'm reconnecting with Mexico, because Mexico, some areas, not not all areas, because yeah. you got fucking cities in Mexico, like yeah. we got suburbs Rich like Polanco, yeah. that you know everyone drives a Mercedes, but 
I just like places like that. And Italy was one of my first experiences was like, who gives a fuck about social status? We're here for live your life. You know, it's about valuing your friendship. It's about sitting down at a bro. The first time I had when I when I went to Italy and I had my first five, seven course meal, (laughs) dude, we were there for five hours. What? And it didn't even feel like five hours. We were just eating the food, chatting about whatever. And, and next thing you know, like we got there at eight. Next thing you know, it was like one. And I'm like, what the fuck? Let's <laughs> see how we can belly. So thank you for asking. Dude. Not yeah, people no. Like hey, man, I'm a, I'm a real, like I said, I like to get to know people. I like <laughs> to get to know my clients, man. Oh, okay. Hey. You and ask- it's so cool <laughs> saying clients, bro, versus like friends. Or or. or uh, customers, customers. <laughs> yeah no i like saying it makes me like i'm like meeting up it, with a client today it's more it's a, it has a connection yeah it makes you sound more professional like what are you doing today i'm meeting up with a client bro like i'm meeting yeah <laughs> what are you doing i'm with a client right now what do you want it's like who's your client it's like oh it's just toast <laughs> uh, oh I, I love that guy I, I hear his podcast <laughs> uh okay what is your favorite item this question number four what is your favorite item that you bought this year and it could be from a year, like from June to June or 2021 or however you want to take it. Yeah. I would say massage gun. I'm not sure if you have a massage one. gun, massage gun, man. Really? That, that is a way to go. If you don't have the means to afford a massage from like wherever you could get it at that you, you know, I work, like I said, I work out and being sore and being able to just, you know, freaking shoot your leg with freaking a bunch of vibrations at once and just like. I don't know. I like the feeling of being, and my dad used to like be real big and, and it sounds so weird. He's a real good masseuse. So oh. my, yeah, no, my dad, <laughs> it sounds so weird. Like, Oh, my dad used to give me my massages. No, he was, <laughs> no, when I would be sore, my dad would like crack my back, you know, he's like, where, where does it hurt? And he just fucking massaged me. And I'm like, yo, I miss that. And like living by myself, I'm like, I don't get that touch. So a massage gun is definitely something I recommend not only for being sore, but just like, just relax. And like, I'll be, just be, shooting myself with the massage gun during work and i'm like just chilling i like it wherever i'm sore love I'm, i love it today i had a back pain i was you know on that massage gun for like five minutes while i was working yeah. from home and felt way better like today i feel so relaxed after that massage that's really great good. hands down recommend you gotta send me that link <laughs> i got you bro amazon okay <laughs> uh last question of the the podcast ish um uh, we got uh, question number five. One of my favorite questions is uh, what book, movie, podcast, magazine, whatever, whatever the case may be, have you read, seen, heard recently? Would you recommend it and why? Um, let's see. And this, uh, this kind of goes down to like, you know, choose your favorite movie, choose your favorite book. But if I had to recommend something to someone, especially of our age, and like one of the movies that impacted me the most within the last couple of years, it's called i think it's uh y tu mama tambien uh, what have you seen that that's a mexican film yeah no and it's so crazy it made me like i saw it as a kid then i saw it as like a 18 19 that's, year old that's not with um it's a dude that was in star wars yeah the mexican uh, actor. the han solo guy? no mm-hmm. no not han solo uh the it guy that plays t- narcos i think he might be in it i forget his name yeah yeah it's funny because like when i when i remember like i remember watching derbez and he had a skit and it was like a skit about movies, and like it'll be like, "Proximamente en el cinema, y tu mamá también." <laughs> and it was it was a it was a guy in a beetle taxi, and another guy cuts cuts him off. Yeah, 
And then he rolls down the window and he honks at like the other guy honks at him. I'm like, yeah. fuck you. And then he, he rolls those windows out. Y tu mamá también. Y tu mamá también, güey. No, I, I, you know what? I think that's the movie with, uh, yep, Gael Garcia. Yeah, no, they're both and really good. They both got really big. They yeah. both got really big. And this was like back in 2001, 2002 when they were like I think, I think teens. One of them, I think one of them lost their virginity on that set. I think it was. Bro, there's some sex scenes on there with that actress. Oh, my goodness. She's beautiful. I think she died. I'm not sure if I'm just tripping or like confusing. With no, the I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think it's I think it's Diego Luna because he comes out of Narcos as uh, the, the big guy. Yeah. Uh, he lost his virginity at 12. Oh, but it was a telenovela. It wasn't. It wasn't for Tu Mama Tamien. How do you know this much history about his? Uh... He well, he talked about it. Wanna, oh, he okay. talked about it. He's like, yeah, I lost my virginity on set. Dang, that must be kind of intimidating, right? Just all the people watching you. Shit, I would have acted like this is my eighth one. Like, yeah, this ain't nothing new. I would have fucking like, <laughs> recruited one of my homegirls. Like, you gotta help me out. Like, you got- just help me out. Like, I, need to do- I don't know. Yeah, no, but yeah, hands down, recommend that movie. Um, yeah, if you like, when's the last time you saw it? Years. Years. Yeah, yeah no. Let's see. Two best friends. Two best friends. It's about relationships that die off, and like the live in the moment because they lived in the moment. Yeah. Relationship died, and I was in that like whole like trans thought because I remember like going to college and be like, my best friends aren't gonna be my best friends anymore because I'm moving away. That's that's kind of how I feel. Like I keep talking to Baby D about it. Because he, he just graduated, mm-hmm. and he's like, what's it going to be like? It's scary. Like, Baby D went from high school to directly to Texas State. Texas State. I went from high school to community college where everyone just went off into their careers in Dallas. And, and, like, and But but even then, during during community college, people were still doing their own things. Like, it wasn't... I, I, I compare this to the University of Houston downtown. Because the University of Houston downtown, like, everyone is, is at uni, right? Like, everyone's mm-hmm. working on their undergrad, but they all have shit to do. Like they either have kids or they have a full professional job, and if they don't have a professional job, like they're just out there trying to make it. Like people at UHD and 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 I, this this school, like it's a top school. Like in my eyes, like this is a good school. Like mm-hmm. this is a great school because everyone there is paying tuition out of pocket. Yeah, everyone there is trying to make it. Yeah, it's 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 like a community college, but to the next level. Right and yeah. a beautiful campus, mm-hmm. although the bayou is kind of <laughs> fucking shitty. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that fucking water is murky, murky and brown. Well, I used to always joke with my friends, like, "Let's go float the bayou." <laughs> yeah. You gonna get bit by something? But every person that I know that goes there is a is a hard worker, dedicated. You could trust them with anything; they'll get the shit done. Mm-hmm. Like their work ethic is insane. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, back to you know recently graduating college, like it's it's kind of it's kind of scary because you don't know what's gonna happen. Like you think the party's still gonna go on, or if you don't think the party's still gone, there's still fucking people that are like, oh, you graduated, that's it, your social yeah, life is no. done. It's de- I don't think it's done. I think it, it it evolves. It's to the next level. You're like you graduated or you you know accomplished level easy. Now you're going into the next level, and now you have to meet friends like. In college, everyone came to you. Everyone was in the same social status. Everyone's like, oh, we're friends. You said, now you have to kind of go out and meet friends. Like, friends aren't going to come to you now that you're an adult for the most part. Like, unless you're at work, which I work from home, kind of sucks. You're not going to hang out with people that, like, and this is just coming from my experience of, like, moving to Austin, 
and working from home, I'm like, dang, all my friends are either in San Marcos or Dallas. Like I'm your first year was like that. Yeah, no, it was kind of sad, man. I, I, I think you, yeah, you're, you're totally right. I think, um, it's, it's one of those things that, that when you're close to the finish line, when you're about to graduate, you don't think about it because you're like, I need to get to the finish line. You get to the finish line. You're like, now what? Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, you were lucky to get a job. I took a few months, but it took me, I, I got a job within the, the year that I graduated college. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people go on months without a job. Some yeah. even years. Uh, it's scary to know what's going to happen after college. And I think uh, we covered this in the, in the podcast with, uh, with uh, Enrique and Ricardo. We talk about one year after college and your social life is going to change. Mm-hmm. Social, social life is going to change. And I, one of the things that I told Baby D, and I won't keep referencing this because he helped me move in last week. If you think you're going to start drinking, if you think you're going to stop going out, that's, that's not going to happen. You're still going to be drinking. Yeah. You're still going to be blocking out. Maybe. <laughs> Depends who it is. I could attest to that. <laughs> you're still going to do whatever you did because you're always going to feel like you're 18, 19, 20, yeah. 21. I don't want to stop feeling that. Like a lot of people feel like they have to stop feeling that. No. I don't want to stop feeling like that. that. And that was a problem with me back home in Houston. Mm-hmm. People back home in Houston. Uh, people back home in Houston. They were... My friends, at least, were born and raised in Houston, went to college for a few years, came back, and now they felt like they needed to pick on with their lives. Like, let, okay, yeah. let's get married. Let's go on to the next level. Yes. A lot of people rush into it, man. Yes. And, and, and here I am, 28, 29, blacking out at the fucking dive bar <laughs> down the street. And I'm like, ah, it is what it is. It man. is what it is, man. But no. the, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, I hate the pressure that's being around that. Especially, and like, we're still like in the infancy of our careers, the infancy of our lives. Like I said, it's not done. You're nowhere near the middle, the, you know, the end, what's it called? That that advice that they gave you. Yeah, man. Like, and a lot of people said, um, your life kind of ends after college. And I'm like, that's if you let it end. You have past in your life and you could choose what you want, but I'm choosing fun. I ain't going to get married till I'm... Hopefully 30, 35. I'm going to enjoy my 20s, live it up, travel as much as possible, meet as many people. And I've been having to work on making friends just because, you know, friends were, I would say, given to me from, like, the situations I was in. And you kind of have to put yourself in those situations now. Like, kind of force yourself to be in situations to make friends, in situations to meet people and whatnot. And that's why I was, we talked about this before the podcast, like, Rainy Street, you don't really meet anybody on Rainy Street. Everyone's getting drunk in their own groups and whatnot versus the square where when you meet two you cool see, people you at see, night. Well, you see your guy from stats. Yeah. And then that guy from stats has a friend and then that guy talks to you and then that guy has a friend he, and it's a big social circle. I get yeah. that. Uh, great movie though. Y tu mamá también. Uh, what about books, podcasts, anything? Shows, series? Um, uh, for books, I mean, it all depends on which point of your life is uh, you're on, but there's a really good book, which I read when I was uh, 18, 19, called The Alchemist. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Harry Potter. <laughs> when I read uh, last year, The Harry Potter series, no, The Alchemist is really good. Um, I feel like I should reread it now that I've graduated college. Uh, like, you know what? Uh, it's been brought up on my podcast. Have you yeah. ever read it? It's Paulo Coelho. He's yeah. a like, uh, Brazilian art author, and it's like translated to English. It's really good. And I read it back when I was 18. 
I felt like it made a lot of sense. But now that I'm grown up, I feel like I should reread and like, you know, when you watch or hear something a couple of different times, you pick up on different ideas, different, you know, motifs that they had. So I'm going to hopefully read it soon whenever I get the no, chance. No, that's to. what my friend said. Uh, my friend ATO, she, she brought it up on the podcast and she said that she reads that at least every one, once a year or twice because it, it helps you align. No. It's like a, it's like a tune up or like an oil change. Yeah. Know? I have it at home if you want to borrow it. Thank you. It's just, it's a very quick read. From it, what yeah. I yeah. It's like a hundred pages or something like that. Boy, hey, man, hey, that it, cuts, minutes. It, it, get, it cuts all the fat, man. It gets to the nitty gritty real fast. Uh, I, I started watching, um, I always like to talk about the shows that I, that I watch. I think last time I heard or recommended Selena, the, uh, Ted Lasso, um, I don't know, Barry, love Barry. Barry was it. really good. I've watched Barry. I've watched it's Barry. It's really good. Uh, this recent show that I started watching and, and I, I love British comedies. I don't know why. I just, I just love them. I can see you being British, bro. Oh, you might. Uh, <laughs> hey, <no>. Zeus. <laughs> All no. them on. It's, uh, Jesus. 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 <laughs> uh, boy, how you doing, Jesus? You want another pint? You fancy another pint? <laughs> you fancy another Guinness? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I started watching this show called, uh, and, and that's the show that I was watching when you came in. Oh, yeah. It's called, uh, Trying. Uh, I was watching Tet Lasso or rewatching Tet Lasso because I've rewatched this show like five times. Yeah. You gotta rewatch. You gotta watch that show. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. It's about a soccer coach or it's it's a soccer coach, but he's American. He used to coach football. Anyways, he he's a great guy. Okay. It's, it's with uh Jason Bourne. No, uh, Sadowski. Sadowski. I don't know who that is, but I'll look it up for okay. sure. Okay. Anyways, great show. Uh, but anyways, I'm watching Trying. Mm-hmm. And trying is such a uh, the fir- I will say this the the first two three episodes are are feel good comedies, mm-hmm. but after that it gets saucy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, dude, this show it's about uh, a couple in their mid late thirties. They're trying to have a kid. They obviously can't because uh, well, not obviously. Almost like obviously. No, not obviously. <laughs> well, I said obviously because in the first episode, the, they, yeah, they, yeah, they talk about it, but. Uh, they can't have kids, and so they they they're trying to adopt. Yeah, that's that's how far I've gotten in the show. They're trying to adopt, but their social relation, like their relationship, and fixing it with their, or messing it with their their social life, it's just it's just it's it's crazy because that's our that's our next stage. A few 30s, years from now, yeah, a few years from now. For me, it's it's next year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but but I'm uh, not far from you, man. You're not far from yeah. me. You're not far from me. Uh, but uh, it's it's a really great show. I really. I mean, their 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 story is is awesome, and well, not awesome, but the 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 show is awesome. You just gotta watch it. I, I love it because it's it's based in Camden, London. Yeah, I love Camden. I, I've been to London a few times. Uh, it's like that neighborhood. That neighborhood. <laughs> that neighborhood is really great. It's like uh, it's really trendy. You know, you know, okay. bro. It's it's really trendy. all the posh kids. <laughs> uh, no, but it's really trendy neighborhood, and you just gotta watch it. It's 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 a feel good. It's much lighter than the office uk or uh fleabag i don't know if people watch fleabag which i recommended it mm-hmm. a few podcasts ago on amazon prime okay if you haven't seen it shout out you gotta watch fleabag uh but it's 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 great it's great it's a great show uh there's a few characters from harry potter that come on there uh i i, I don't know is it would it be a british show if it's filmed in british like in in, in britain in Britain, um, I I would say it's a British show. I, okay, just so okay. I can let me American. ask you this, okay? Because like, if if a okay, 
Harry Potter. Is it a is it a British movie or is it an American movie? Damn, that's a good question right? because like the whole premise, but I feel like it's been a yeah, a Mexican director directed, I think, The Prisoner of the, Azkaban. The Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, One of no. the best ones. Uh, Alfredo, whatever his last name. One of the He's best. One of dude, the best the, directors ever. I think The Prisoner of Azkaban has the best soundtrack of all of them. I didn't even know they had soundtracks, to be honest. I just oh, thought it dude. was the same motherfucker making this. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, 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 the Prisoner of Azkaban, I think it's one of the best movies. Or right, I'll tell you this. Order of Phoenix is my favorite one. Second mm-hmm. favorite one is... Uh, the Goblet of Fire, only because of the plot. Okay. But when it comes to cinematography and, and everything else, music and the way that they intertwine, the, uh, the, the, the way that they transition from scene to scene. Bro, who the fuck else makes time traveling that smooth other than Alfredo? Like, hey, man. The Mexicans. Mexican film, man. Mexican film is uh, it's something. On the, it's, it's great. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's on the come up because it's... it's uh, it's been around because it's no Mexico went through their golden age, man. Like, and then it, like, you know, Guillermo, um, del Toro, there's so many like good, um, like Mexican film directors. And it's like one of the biggest hubs right oh, now. For, it like, wasn't Alfredo. It was Alfonso. Alfonso. Cuaron. 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 That's who directed, uh, y tu mama también, I actually believe. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, this guy does great work. This guy does uh, incredible work. He did a great job. I think he came back for another movie for for Harry Potter. He might have not, but he did a great job. Mm-hmm. I think Christopher Columbus edit, uh, did the first one. Who he also did uh, Christopher Home. Columbus. But yeah, it was uh, it was Christopher Columbus. He he. I mean, he did Home Alone. He did other shit. I guess I don't I don't really know, but uh, but that's I don't know. Watch watch that show on Apple TV. Watch that lasso. It'll it'll give you uh, like it'll warm you up, mm-hmm. and then watch. Um, what what did I say it was called? Uh, you Trying. Trying. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you mentioned like eight shows, bro. <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely check those out, man. Thank you Apple for the TV. recommendations. I have you, and no, I strongly suggest watching the movie I mentioned. Y tu mamá también. If you're you know worried about your friends, this that you know it just brings to life life and friendships, and you know. Just live in the moment. This at this at this. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. Bueno, uh, Jose, we've come to the the end of the podcast. Yeah. Do you get analytics to see who uh, stays here, or how many people stay here to the end? Uh, not to the end, but who have listened to like more than a minute. Okay. Well, streams, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I do have people bringing up random topics. Okay. Of, like random shit that I forgot I talked about. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I said that on my podcast. Uh, but, Jose, it was really great to have you. Let's do a part two soon and talk about oh, yeah. another topic. Uh, but I'm really, gra- I'm really glad you came, man. We, we drank some IPAs, some Dos Equis, and uh, it was fun. Yeah, no, thank you for everyone that's still listening. I appreciate y'all, and uh, hopefully y'all see me on uh, my next HBO special. <laughs> All right, guys. See I love you. y'all. Bye.